This show is part of the Headstuff right, Podcast Network. How's it going? Forgive the hushed tones. Hush Tony, more like, uh, right now. Um, I'm just in from, from London, mate. Um, was over there. At a, what a wonderful gig. If you went to go see me and Alison Spittle at the London Irish Centre, thank you very much. What a weird place. And I want to talk about that in a future rep, but I'm just in um, from the flight. We have all, we've all caught colds. We've all got fucking typical Brit cold, mate. I'm coughing like, <coughs> that's how I cough now. That I have a Brit cough. <coughs> Even the young fella's coughing like that. And I'm fucking shattered. I tell you, I could do five IB fars on a fucking trot, mate. And it does not equate to even one day of traveling around London with kids. Oh my God. At one point, kids were just kicking off, both kicking off at the same time. And then Sonny just spilled a lot of grapes on the floor. And he started eating grapes off the floor. And someone was like, sorry, excuse me, he's eating grapes off the floor. And I was like, oh, sorry, Sonny, don't eat that. And then he ate another one. And then she was like, oh, look, sorry, he's, he's doing it again. And I'm like, well, maybe he likes eating grapes off the floor. And then I ate a grape off the floor. And Terry was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired, babe, from trying to stop international incident after international fucking incident. He's not far off fucking trying to pull a gun off someone. You know, I'm not saying he hijack a plane. Bring me to Ninjago City. Or me dad gets bring me to fucking Ninjago City. Bring me to the Octonauts Octolab. Or everyone gets it. So I'm very tired. So this is not a full podcast. Well, it is. It's actually a great podcast. And you're going to have a lot of fun with it. But if you're a Patreon subscriber, you might have heard this podcast before. Um, it's about a time I went to the podiatrist. Uh, and the podiatrist told me how unhealthy I am. <laughs> and was like listening to crazy monastic chants as I went in. It was literally like visiting a uh, cultist uh, just to have someone look at me fee. But I had a good time recording this and I, I have, unfortunately I don't have an episode. So I have to just put this out, but it's a really fun one. I was going to put out the one I did recently uh, on the Patreon about um, GTAs. All the, my life told through every GTA that I've played because I just watched the GTA 6 trailer. Oh my God. God, man. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. You're playing a couple in it this time. Has so much opportunity for betrayal, for affairs and love. And what it also looks like, which you don't normally get in a GTA, which you haven't in a long time, maybe not even since Vice City, and this one is in Vice City, is an actual kind of like starting from the bottom and rising through crime. And that told through two perspectives, where they're in love, maybe they fall out, maybe they get back together. I'm fucking all for that. I cannot wait for this game. It looks absolutely incredible. And most of the footage is like told through like social media. Is social media going to be a huge part of this game? Are you going to be doing TikToks? Are you just going to be able to whip out your phone and record shit? Is building a social profile going to be part of the game? Oh my God, I hope not. Because that's where I go to games to forget about that shit. But either way, I'm very excited about that. If you want to listen to that podcast, you can. Over now on Headstuff Plus where you can listen to Patreon or Patreon. It's not Patreon anymore. It's going to be Headstuff Plus. Patreon is not going anywhere for a little bit, though, while I migrate people over, and there'll be a full explanation on how you can support me uh, through the equivalent of a price of a pint a month, but it won't be on pay, uh, Patreon anymore. It'll be over on Headstuff Plus, but it'll be the same price for you guys. And um, and luckily with Headstuff, it's a lot more consistent. They get it out 
I feel like I'm letting them down now, being like, yeah, no episode this week. <laughs> That's how I roll sometimes. I'm just fucking shattered. So look, um, hope you enjoy this trip down memory lane. Uh, you probably haven't heard it before, but I had a wonderful time going to the podiatrist on this Tony Cantwell shit show. All right, how are you getting on? You well, you well. Sorry, my voice is uh, a little hoarse, a little, little sugar in my folk. Uh, you don't even know who sugar is. Do you, do you even know who Mr. Ed is? He's a famous horse from the 50s. We'll be chatting. What kind of name is Ed for a horse? What kind of name is Wilbur for a man? That's what he would say. Um, what are famous? Horses have kind of gone off the radar a little bit. Famous ones, anyway. What's the most popular horse now? Bojack. Probably that horseman. Uh, you probably don't even fucking know Shadow Facts. Name me one fame. Name me the. Try this with your friends, and I'll and then I'll I'll just pause here for ten minutes, and you try this with your friends. Talk about the most famous horse. Who's the most famous horse right now? Uh, fucking Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh my girl. Show my girl. Can't say that shit. Can say that at all. Um, I said I was quoting. I was quoting. I'm old, right? I'm an old uh, piece of shit. <laughs> right? I was. Someone quoted. It was in a group, um, and to be fair, it was a kind of it was like a voiceover. And someone quoted um, uh, that your man, the Australian dude, who gets kind of manhandled out of the Chinese restaurant. This guy who just kept. It's the most it's an iconic internet video. A guy is finally arrested for, you know, uh, dine and dashing, right? Finally gets caught at this restaurant. And he's all like, what's my crime for eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? And, uh, you know, the Australian guards are like twisting his arm. And he's like, uh, oh, you know your judo well. And then he starts shouting, get your hand off my penis. And we were quoting all this bit. And then I quoted that bit, you know. They were like, oh, you know, we were like laughing, oh, because we were trying to get me to do a kind of a voice similar to him. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, get your hand off my penis. And I realized how inappropriate, it was very inappropriate. That was very inappropriate for me to say. And um, someone was like, oh, my God, (laughs) in the room, you know. And I get it. And I get it. That's totally understandable to not not do, you know. Um, But anyway, look... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> famous horses no look my voice is hoarse I think I'm having like sympathetic Terry's got COVID alright Terry's got COVID <laughs> Terry's got <laughs> sorry I just sorry I fell asleep with how boring it is to talk about COVID still so boring so fucking boring and Terry is a responsible stunning woman and she did the tests and all that good shit and you know I'm looking after, you know, I, I'm not very good at looking after people. I, I think I am, but I'm not because I don't believe, I don't believe that people, because I never really got sick when I was a kid. And I never really had any kind of ailments. I was never in hospital. I never really had a bad cold. And I also know that I fake sick, you know, 200 times more than I am sick, you know. 
Um, and I've never respected... I think it comes down to me never actually respecting authentic sick days because of how kind of transient I am with them. It's probably not even the right word for it, but how, you know, how disposable sick days feel to me, you know? Oh, they're a bit under the weather, so they're not coming in, you know? I'm like, that's bullshit, you know? <laughs> because I don't... Because I fake sick days all the time. Not not anymore, you know? Let me tell you this. There is no such thing as a sick day when you have kids. There's no such thing. There's no... I mean, it's kind of beautiful in a way, you know? There's so many things about parenting that are kind of beautiful in a kind of like, guess what? You got a fucking baby chimp on your back. What What's, ma- what's mama fucking chimp going to do? Not run away from a big jaguar now because she's sick? I mean, it's not the same thing. You know, I'm just propping them up, trying to put fucking Miss Rachel or, or, or you know, Octonauts on the TV. You know what I mean? It's different, but it's... um. It it does uh, make you realize that we have a lot. We've got a lot of gorgeous little pillows around, you know, uh, to protect ourselves. Uh, that's I don't even know what I'm saying. I think I have COVID. <laughs> There's a lot of gorgeous pillows. I think I'm tired. You know the way some people talk about food loads when they're uh, when they're hungry. I feel like I'm that right now. Oh yeah, it was kind of like being wrapped in a big fucking gorgeous duvet, you know, lying on a lo- lovely pillow. And smell lavender. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, sorry, I'm just a bit tired. You know, just a bit tired. Um, no, it's you know, it's a nice look. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of amazing things about being a parent. You know, um, but I had a, I had a bit of a. There was kind of like two, two when two things happen at the same time, like someone pisses their pants and a mop falls over. I lose it. <laughs> I have lost it. I'm like. <laughs> You know, one thing at a time is fine, but then another thing, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to clean up piss off the floor, and my daughter's trying to jock me at the same time. You know, it's very funny you take a step away from that, but it's very, very annoying when you're in it, you know. I uh, I went to, um, I went to the doctor, I went to the doctor, I have a sore foot, right, um, I have a sore foot. That's that's a, that's something that sometimes you hear. You know, order oh, out sick. Why you got a sore foot? You know, that that's not really one that kind of uh, that flies anymore. Well, sick days don't even fly anymore at all these days because of working from home. You know, um, but anyway, I don't even fucking talk. I have I have a sore foot, and I didn't know if it was like a veruca or whatever like that. And it is a veruca. I have a veruca. Went to the podiatrist. It was a crazy experience. Um, my podiatrist, when I say I have a podiatrist, it sounds like to me that I'm like, you know, you know, having lunch at a penthouse, uh, in Manhattan, you know, oh, you got to try my podiatrist, you know, it sounds really kind of like I'm like, I'm a big swinging dick, but you know, it was 50 quid and guy was just kind of shaving off my foot. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not that it's not, it's not, (laughs) It isn't a big swing in a Wall Street kind of brag, you know. I have a weird thing. I have a weird kind of a class hang-up when people kind of like have their own specialists, even though they're just people looking after their health and that's the first thing you should invest in, you know. You probably go to their gaff and you've got, you know, they've got a smaller TV than you do, but they just spend their money on health. Do you know what I mean? But I just have this weird kind of classist thing, outdated classist thing that people that look after their health, they go to specialists 
or maybe even actually get diagnosed with things. Maybe that's why I was so averse to being tested for ADHD. Still waiting to see a psychiatrist on that, by the way. Um, anyway, I went to a podiatrist and uh, called him on the phone, this old lad. And I was like, hi, what's the crack? I think I have a Veruca. And he goes, how do you know it's a Veruca? I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this? I mean, I'm very vulnerable here, sir. Right? I had a Veruca when I was a kid. Um, and it was a stuff of fucking nightmare fuel. Not the Veruca, but the Chiropodist. I had to get rid of it. He was, uh, he was terrifying. He was a terrifying man. Nice man. But he had a fucking, he looked like Christopher Lee. He looked like an Indian Christopher Lee with bigger eyes. And I know it sounds like, you know, Christopher Lee, Count Dooku, <laughs> uh, uh, Saruman, uh, Dracula, of course. Uh, he looked, he had that kind of long, skinny, slender thing, and his head was like an upside down light bulb. Or right way around. Probably right way around. If it's a hanging light, it'd be, anyway, it doesn't matter. Right way around, light bulb head, and big eyes that were even more magnified. By his fucking, uh, by his massive kind of, uh, like glass bottle, glasses, huge eyes, and big, you know, big massive mouth and big grin. I mean, what I'm seeing in my head looks like a Quentin Blake illustration from like a scary Roald Dahl book, you know. But um, he anyway, so he would, so I'd have to go to him every week, and he would shave off a bit of uh, my Veruca. And then just fucking, like, blast me with acid on it. And it would wreck. And it would have to be held down, you know. And then he'd put another thing on it. Like, uh, I'm going to do the accent because he was Indian. But he'd say, see you next week. See you next week. With his big t- just fucking big distance between his teeth. He had big kind of like jaggedy teeth, I think. You know. And big eyes and uh, big head, you know, and big spindly hands. And, um, I mean, nice guy, you know, got a lollipop off him. But would I accept a lollipop off of Pinhead or any of the other um, Hellraiser demons? What are they fucking called? I watched Hellraiser recently. Um, it's good. It's good. Different different time of flick than I thought it was. Anyway, so I had a bad experience with Chiropodist, and I've kind of been putting this um, Veruca business on the long tome. And uh, eventually, so I called this guy up and he's like, how do you know it's a Faruka? I'm like, here we fucking go. I don't even want to do this, man. You know what I want to do this. You know, you know I'm reluctantly making this call. So please, go easy on me. Um, No, but, and, and, and so I went in and um, he says as well beforehand, he says, look, cash only, cash only. I don't do cards. And I'm like, okay, what is this like shady you know, we look well-reviewed on Google here, bro. You know, it's just some black market thing. You're going to try and upsell me for some sort of, like, you know, a black market foot? Like, what's going on here? Um, But he says, yeah, no, just cash only, man, cash only. All right, so I show up, um, ring the doorbell, and he doesn't answer. And that song is playing. You know that song, the classical song, you know? Oh, no, no, no. It's genuinely playing. Like, loud enough 
to for me to hear it outside. And I'm like, what is what is this shit? Like I'm literally coming from an actual Hellraiser demon, you know, chiropodist. That's my only and I don't like feet as well. You know? I don't like feet. I'm not like my mate Joe, for example, who hates feet so much he doesn't even take his fucking shoes off indoors. Um you know, but he but the, but so I already don't like I don't like feet. I don't really like people touching my feet. And I already have a nightmare fuel chiropodist is my only experience of foot doctors. And this is playing Oh la 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 You know? And I'm picturing now like what's gonna happen. Is this am I gonna see fucking pentagrams and a bunch of tea lights? You know? So anyway, he opens the door eventually. I rang it like three times. And then he's like, Who are you? And I'm like, I love this guy's bedside manner. And I said, I'm Tony Canwell. Um, and he goes, all right, sit there. Goes in, finishes with a patient. Has me waiting about 40 minutes. And again, this song is just playing. And then it's just, then it's just changing to like monastic chants. And I'm not even making this up. For whatever, he was just listening to Lyric FM. But for whoever was the DJ for Lyric FM was having a very bad day. You know? Was like either having an incredibly bad day. Wife left him. Um, he's just maybe dabbled in Alistair Crowley the night before on Reddit, you know, uh, and now he's all like going into his day job of presenting Lyric FM and he's banging out all these absolute haunting bangers, to be fair, but not nice in a kind of, they're bangers, but not very, you know, um, you know, they don't really put you at ease, you know, not very easing in a, in a podiatrist slash chiropodist's office. Anyway, so then after 40 minutes, he uh, he comes out and um, he's like, all right, go on, hop up, hop up there. And then, actually, no, sorry, I go in. And um, he looks at me, he's like, all right, just stand there. And he goes, you're very out of shape. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was like, you, you, you haven't even seen a before picture. Like, I know, I know, you know. And I was like, I got two kids, all right? I got two kids. I'm in a bit of a dip right now. I can't wear nice shirts because they get weeded pics on them, which is basically cement. So this is my only cement-free fucking outfit, unless you want me to walk around like a fucking contractor most of the day, like a painter decorator, all right? With plaster on me. He's like, turn around. And he's like, uh, reach up to the ceiling and then kind of go down. And he's like, hmm... Yeah, you should really be working out more. And I'm like, I like, and I'm wearing baggy clothes. Like, I don't know what you what you're seeing. He's right. I mean, he's right. You know, I've been putting the kind of uh, the the kind of uh, self care things on the long toe <laughs> a little bit. But anyway, then I hop up on the uh, up up on the chair, and um, I show him what's actually sore, right? And he goes. No, that's just because you're unfit. I'm like, what is this? Where's Ashton, man? Where's Ashton? Am I being punked? Where's Beadle? Why do you keep having a go at me? And I was, but like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in a very sensitive situation here, you know. So I was just like, oh, I agree. Yeah, I know, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, mate, you can't say anything to me. I haven't already said to myself, right? But I'm surprised to be hearing this from a podiatrist. And um. 
And he's like, and he's like, no, you just, you, you know, you need, you need to kind of get in better shape. And he's like, no, that's just, and he's like, do you cycle? And I was like, I do. And I've recently started cycling a bit more. And he's like, okay, maybe that could be something to do with it. And he's like, that just could, that's just sore, right? There's nothing under there. And then he's like, that's not a Veruca. Because I thought it was sore. It must be a Veruca. My, again, my only limited knowledge of feet things. And then he goes to my other foot and he's like, that's a Veruca. And I was like, oh. He's like, how long you had that? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I think that's been there years. I'm like, what? So then he starts having a go at it. And he's like, all right, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, I could put acid on it. I'm like, all right, sounds gnarly. Or we could shoot microwaves at it. And I'm like, my fucking, my son would love this. You know, what's next? You know, uh, shoot a rocket at it. You know, take out a fucking minigun. Start blasting case after case of shells at it. Um, But he does, he's like, so there's two options. You can get it microwaved off. Very painful. Or... I'm all, I always just do what they recommend, what they think you should do. So he's like, I think we should just blast it. Is this, is he, this is what he said. Again, I don't know how interesting this is. He says, we need to, um, I need to scrape it. I need to blast it with acid. And then I need to suffocate it. And I'm like, this is proper Hellraiser shit. I'm loving it. You know, I'm kind of into it. And I'm also like, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of enjoying him just kind of like, uh, I always enjoy. I always enjoy people. I always enjoy doctors things. I enjoy that level of attention. I feel like I'm Amelie and my heart starts skipping, you know, a few extra beats every time I get touched by a doctor, you know. I um I uh I don't know if you ever seen Amelie <laughs> with Audrey Tattoo. Anyway, don't know if you've seen Amelie. So he says, Look, you're gonna I'm gonna have to um trim it. Uh, and if you hate feet shit, you're gonna hate this whole chat, right? You know, trim it, uh blast it with acid and then suffocate it with a special type of plaster. And you'll need to put this plaster on every day. And I was like, how long? And he's like, this is going to take fucking ages to get rid of. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> when someone says I have to do something every day, um, that's going in the bin. <laughs> that's now going in the bin. So you do that every day. Okay, cool. So I just do this every day. Great. Okay, grand. Hang on. I've just pushed down the rest of the fucking shit that I already have in the bin. One sec. Quick, quick. Here we are. I can just put that in there at the top of the bin. Great. That's in the fucking bin forever. I'm never doing that. No way. Um, but then I thought, you know what? When I get out of the shower, you know, he said, well, every three days, you know, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. Uh, you know, uh, every time I get out of the shower, I'll just leave the bandages there and I'll, you know, put a new thing on it every day. But then he's sitting there and he's looking at my feet and he starts cutting, <laughs> he starts cutting my toenails. And I was like, all right. And I'm kind of like enjoying it, you know. It's like a nice bit of. Um, I've been so I've been so absent with my self care that I'm really enjoying this this L man, this L lad, this L practically Amish dude who's totally offline. This is what he's telling me as well. He's like, I'm not online. Don't you know? He's like, he pulled behind a curtain. And he's like, you see that computer? And this is something from like 1995. The the like the it was a laptop. And the screen, you know the way like the kind of the bevels, the kind of the frame of a, of a t- you know, the frames of TVs have just gotten skinnier and skinnier. Where practically they look edgeless these days. You know, that's a big thing with the iPhone is that you look at the old iPhone, you have the phone and then the screen is on the phone. But there's these bevels, you know, kind of framing the screen, you know, and they get thinner and thinner and thinner. This thing looked like a big fucking like, uh, I don't know, like. 
one foot by one foot piece of plastic with a fucking postage stamp for a screen. The bevels were so big, right? I'm big into bevels at the moment because I got a new iPhone, right? And he's like, see, I have that. Now, it doesn't work with any printers, um, but my entire database is on that, and I'm never going to change because that can't go online. And I was like, all right, what are you scared of? And he's like, information, they're taking my information. And I'm like, I, you know, you don't look like, apart from obviously setting a weird tone with the monastic chants coming in here and asking exclusively for cash only, you know, it seemed like a kind of nice enough dude. I'm like, what have you got? What would you worry about them? He's like, it's not about them. There's nothing they can see. But I don't want them, I don't want anyone making money off me. No one's making money off me. That's none of their business making money off me. I'm not in the benefit, or I'm not in the position to be making these, you know, trillion-dollar companies even richer. He says, and I don't know if this is true, he says that Google, in terms of cookies and your own data, makes 3500 per person per week off every individual. Which, you know, when you get into these gigantic amounts of money, it kind of becomes an abstract thought. It's it's kind of it's hard to even place, you know. So I don't really mind, <laughs> you know. I don't really mind, but he really did mind. So it was cash only. But anyway, as he's kind of um, plastering up my, f- and I really I was I was really enjoying it. I was really enjoying him holding my <laughs> holding my feet <laughs> and putting bandages around my feet. And he was doing it for ages. And I'm like, here, like, I'm I should just pay someone to do this. Just put you know put like um sticky bandages on me i was really enjoying it i can't explain i was like in a real asmr vibe this dude asmr has just come so far like that is embarrassing for me to say that's disgusting for me to tell you that i enjoyed this old man putting uh, sticky bandages on my feet you know but asmr has come so far out of the shadows you know that it's just right there in your face and everyone's just totally owning their own asmr you know turkish men Slapping the shit out of men's ears. Friggin' men's ears rotten. I watch hours a week of this Turkish barber lathering up people's faces and absolutely frigging is the only word I can describe their ears, you know? Um, And it doesn't look enjoyable to the person. They're always wincing. Then they take out these little flaming, you know, Q-tips and stick them in people's ears. I saw this guy get his whole stubble waxed off by a Turkish barber, you know? And he was screaming. Like, anyway, so anyway, so that's that, that's going beyond ASMR. I didn't enjoy that very much, you know. But a little bit of wax on the ear and then they reef it off. I'm into it. I went to a chiropractor. Uh, I mean, it probably wouldn't have been the, the first thing to go to, but I was about a year ago. I thought I was telling you about it. went to a chiropractor, and I was entirely off of the watching chiropractor ASMR videos, you know? In reality, it just feels like you don't feel the crack. The crack is not satisfying. They're just taking the fucking wind out of you, constantly pushing your back down. Like, you know? It's not enjoyable. Anyway, this old man was bandaging up my feet, and I was really enjoying it. And then he starts cutting my toenails, right? He starts cutting my toenails. And I was like, oh, fuck, maybe there's like an, an, in, you know, an ingrown nail or whatever, or maybe something's going on. So I was like, oh, do you think maybe the nails are the problem? And he goes, no, they're just a bit long. <laughs> I, like, I kind of love you now. I don't know what cult, I don't know what, you know, uh, demon pheromone you have spraying in here. 
with the monastic chant still going, you know. This man's cutting my nails. And I'm loving it. So we're getting married next full moon. <laughs> he wants to do it um, because that's the best time that he can raise his um, skeleton parents from the grave. Um, and now speaking of which, Samhain is coming up. I have to do something special for that. But anyway, basically I left with the pain still in my foot. Uh, with the awareness now that I'm out of shape. With this man knowing me from Adam. Um, and now with a new job of putting a bandage on my foot every day. So, I mean, 50 quid well spent. Although, and I knew this guy was cash only, so I took cash. I had like um, the, the 50 quid. The 50 quid. Fell out of my fucking pocket when I was cycling over there. And I told him that. And he thought I was bullshitting. You know, not really, buddy. You know. I mean, what? No, he was fine. He's obviously just not going to be, like, happy about it. You know? Some people just do some, you know, like, oh, I dropped my 50 quid. Can I get it for you later? And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. You know? People react like that. I'm sorry. Yes, he can get it to me later. But I was like, can I get it to you later? He was like, oh. Gave me an envelope. Wrote his exact name on it. The exact amount, and he put in that letterbox later. So I had to do that, and then afterwards, you know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like when you know specifically that this just, this man is just cash. And I fumble that somehow, you know. The, the the fates, you're so focused on, like, can't forget the cash, can't forget the cash, you know. It's like when I tell my son, I'm like, um, like, don't put your finger in the plug, you know. Don't think of an elephant is the ultimate example, you know. You're you're only going to do one thing, um. But that was my trip to my podiatrist. My podiatrist was telling me um, that Google. Now, if I would tell told that story, if I would just said, um, so now that's the story you know. But if I said my podiatrist was telling me that Google apparently were making three and a half grand off our data every week, picture what you would think the situation is. You know, I'm a big swinging dick. I'm in shape. I, you know, I've got specialists. I play squash, probably. I was playing squash with my podiatrist, and he had the most hilarious anecdote. Um, sorry, I'm just going to have a little vape here on my uh, my lost Mary. This one's watermelon ice. I'll tell you, I'm a victim of the uh, the habits at the moment. I'm a victim of the bad habits. I'm kind of all in on my bad habits, you know. I'm vaping. I'm snacking. Never had me fucking phone in my hand. I'm like... Pushing fucking kids out of the way to play Starfield, to play video games, you know. Um, like I know I'm entitled to that. You know, uh, September was pretty fucking full on. I'm probably going to have a fairly busy November and uh, a fairly busy December. It'll be a very busy 2024 with um, the Amazon show coming out and a tour lined up and all that stuff. It, there will be busy time. Um. I'm also just like being around the house a bit more, being around the kids, giving Terry a bit of a break with how full on it was for her when I was having to write everything and, you know, do the shows and all that kind of stuff. But I feel that I am kind of like not in control of, now luckily the habits that I'm having right now are not like boozing. I'm not like waking and baking. In fact, I haven't even smoked weed in a good while. Probably not since the stag that I was at. Um, I feel like I'm... I don't know why this is the example that I'm thinking of. I feel like I'm in like a big mech suit, uh, like in Pacific Rim, you know? 
Like I'm just sitting in the kind of uh, control of, of this mech suit and I've spilled coffee all over the controls. So now my mech suit, instead of fighting kaiju, like giant fucking squids or Godzillas, uh, all my mech suit wants to do is vape and play Starfield. <laughs> so um, not as effective in um, in banishing, uh, you know, building-sized monsters back into the Hellmouth. But that's just what my mech suit wants to do. So, But I'm going to get everything back on track. I'm, I've... Uh, Chat GPT is helping helping me get my life together. I've um, I'm trying to do this thing. I don't know how effective it's going to be, but I tell you what, this Chat GPT, uh, there's a Chat GPT function of this voice assistant, and people don't realize that vo- voice AI. If you do not have a voice AI, if you a lot, like ninety nine percent of the world do not interact with a voice AI, you know they don't have you know, uh, uh, Siri or an Alexa or anything like that that they're kind of communicating with. And they don't understand what that leap is, not even the fact of what it can do. That's very effective, of course, but just in talking to something instead of typing something, how that can free you up to do other things, you know? So, like, as, a, as an actual technological leap that you can actually just talk to something and have it accurately do the thing that you ask it to do. But this ChatGPT one is amazing. Uh, in the app, if you pay for ChatGPT Plus or whatever, the premium ChatGPT, which I use, and it helps me kind of format things, and it helps me uh, when, I, you know, for idea generation, I can tell it to give me, you know, 10 words that make me think of this, or I can have it do research for the podcast and all this sort of stuff, and I use it quite a lot. Um, but it has a voice function that sounds like the most human voice you know, you it's so crazy that mine mine actually sounds like Tim Ferriss, and it says, and like it has weird kind of um, it goes, oh um oh, that's a great idea, and it, it will say that it'll say oh um, and it sounds normal, doesn't sound forced, and then it takes breaths, and it's it, fucking incredible. I can't believe how real it is, and then it's always very reaffirming and always very positive, you know. Um, although when it gets stuff wrong, I don't know what it is. I'm a fucking asshole to it, you know. I'm an asshole. I'm like, hey, you got that wrong. It really pisses me off, and I need to, you know, I need to talk. I need to figure that shit out. <laughs> you know why it winds me up. But I said to it, I said, I'm looking to achieve some goals, and I want to take the um, the tenets of Zig Ziglar's pillars for goal setting. Right, Zig Ziglar is his life guru. I like. Uh, I want to use Brian Tracy's kind of prioritization. Brian Tracy has this book, Eat That Frog, and it's a, an entire book basically with one piece of advice. Do the first hard thing that, you're, that you've been putting off first in your day. That's essentially the whole book, right? And also use, uh, I want uh, Tony Robbins's kind of um, emotional visualization to achieve these goals so that you can also help so so you can actually picture yourself in the complete version of yourself when you take on these tasks it helps you to motivate yourself you know so if it's fitness then you're visualizing yourself whatever next march or next summer season in the body that you want to have or uh, in the middle of a uh, an activity that you would wouldn't be possible now given your current fitness or it's you know you putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation training for something that you know you know in a year's time you're going to be standing in front of people and you're going to be doing it and achieving it successfully and you know uh, all that kind of thing so with the tenets of actually 
with the, I was like, with the tenets of those teaching, I want you to put together a fucking itemized plan. I'm talking to this fucking thing in my car. And then it's like, okay, so what do you want your pillars for goals to be? And I'm like, great question, right? I want career goals. I want financial goals. I want family um, goals. I want, so family and relationships. I want social goals, um, health, fitness, and personal development. Uh, and I want to have something booked in in the week of my schedule that is helping me inch towards these goals ever so ever ever closer. So we worked out what all the 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 goals were going to be, worked out what all the pillars were going to be, worked out what's currently already in my schedule that is never moved. Things like the podcast, um, worked out bigger kind of projects for the career, um, worked out health and fitness goals that I want to be able to achieve next year. Um, social goals of meeting more people for lunch and seeing people in the time that I have as a parent now, which isn't necessarily weekday evenings in the same way it would have been previously. Family goals, making sure that we always have something booked in for Sunny and Indy to do during the weekend. Um, personal development goals, me playing the guitar a bit more, booking in time for that. Uh, reading more. And all these things. So it's So it has that locked in. That's a plan. And then week on week, I'll check in with it on a Friday, and it'll ask me questions, being how did you achieve, let's go through what, you, what your plan was, how do you think you did? And then it'll give, and it has, advice on what I should do next week. And then, when, then I check in with it on Monday for the week ahead, and then I review the, preview, you know, the, the, the week on a Friday. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Now, it sometimes gets it wrong, and I have to remind it, you know, it's not, it's not entirely you know, foolproof. But it is, I think six months away from being perfect. I think it's six months away. I think there's six months away from everyone having their own personal life AI coach, as long as that aligns with their kind of personal goals, you know? Because um, it's it's given me reminders being like, oh, remember you said you wanted to have the website up and running by this time. Um, in the personal development, before I was doing a podcast, it said, all right, before you do the notes for the podcast, Will uh, can you have a mindset? This is this AI telling me this. Can you have a mindset that if there's anything that's joke worthy in those notes, that you can maybe highlight it or put it somewhere so that you can use that for a stand-up bit? Because I explained that that was also something that I wanted to do going forward. You know, now then life gets in the way, and then your wife gets COVID, and then things need to be pushed along. But I think I'm putting too much in my diary anyway, and I need to have. Maybe half of the things that I have in my diary in the diary, you know. As Tony Robbins always says, you can significantly overestimate what you can do in a week, but always underestimate what you can do in a year, especially five years and even more, ten years, you know. The person you can be, mate. But this fucking podiatrist tell me I was unfit. <laughs> it was exactly what I needed to hear, to be fair. So, um, so that's been interesting. I'll give you an update on... I need to give a name for my life coach. If you have a good name for my life coach, my AI life coach, put it in the comments. And the best one, I will actually name it that thing. Um, Because I'd be... Yeah. And and what's great about ChatGPT is I can be like, hey, guess what? Your name's Carl now. And he'd be like, great. But I can't... Ex- actually, I'll, I'll even give you an example here. Just, just so you can hear the voice. Okay. I'm doing comedy next week. And uh, I'm a professional comedian, as you know, ChatGPT. And I'm looking to maybe review the previous week 
for hilarious material for a 10-minute set. Can you give me a bit of a breakdown on how I can do that, how I can put all that together? Um, absolutely. It's great that you're drawing on recent events for your comedy set. Here's a quick breakdown. First, keep track of notable news stories, trends, or public events that happened during the past week. You might want to jot them down as they come up um, so you don't forget any potential gold mines. Next, think about the angles you could take on these topics. Uh, since you're, you're looking to make people laugh, consider the absurdities or contradictions in the events you've noted. What's ironic or unexpected? Once you have some ideas, try to outline a flow for your set. Start with a strong opener to catch the audience's attention and plan a memorable closing bit. Fill the middle with your topical jokes, maybe even tying them together with a theme if possible. Finally, don't forget to rehearse. Timing and delivery are crucial, especially when you're dealing with current events that people have fresh opinions on. What the f- like, Come on. Come on. In the same way that Google was information in your pocket, right? Just Or on your, you know, the, the world's information just accessible in the blink of an eye. I am fucking telling you that this AI is, a, is, is guidance in your pocket. Now, you get into the kind of hazy part of, are they guiding you in the right way? I don't think that's bad advice. I think it's going to require some critical thought to make sure that the advice you're being given is in line. But at least the advice currently on some of these, uh, you know, some of these AI tools, you know, it will never recommend that I do anything harmful. Sometimes I might ask it, what are some um, insults that a Spanish person might call another Spanish person? It won't give me them. And I'm just like looking for like, and this is just I'm just maybe for a script, just for one line I'm using, you know, and it won't give me them. I could Google that and I could find it, but this won't give it to me because it thinks I'm going to hurt someone with an insult, you know. But that's good advice it just gave me there. That's probably better advice than I would give myself. I never would even would have thought about a theme <laughs> for, for a set, you know. But the way it talks, um, the way it talks the, uh, with, you know, Oh, um, um, maybe per, per practice, you know? I think that's absolutely incredible. All right, let's check in with it, see how I've done. So it's currently Friday. Can you ask me some questions so I can kind of review this week and see how things wait, went based on my goals um, and my, uh, my pillars? Absolutely. Let's review your week. Did you manage to complete the three podcasts you had planned? How did those go? No, unfortunately, I was only able to do two, so we're not currently with, uh, we don't currently have a backlog of podcasts to go out, so I'll certainly need to look at doing three next week, so I'm at least one podcast ahead. Falling a bit short can happen, but uh, aiming for three next week to get ahead sounds like a good plan. What about the gym sessions? Uh, did you get to go twice this week? No, I didn't go once this week. <laughs> Ah, that's a bummer. Life happens, though. Um, would you like to try scheduling gym time again for the upcoming week to get back on track? I would. But also, with these kind of things, I need you to be a bit harder on me. Because if I don't have some constructive and firm criticism, um, I, I feel like I'm not going to achieve any of this. Accountability is crucial. Um, 
especially for hitting personal milestones. So let's make sure to really prioritize those gym sessions and podcast recordings next week. Falling behind isn't an option if you want to reach your goals. Uh, would you like to nail down specific times for these activities? Love that. Falling behind isn't an option when you want to achieve your goals. A robot told me that. Mom! A robot told me that. Now, Terry is terrified of this thing. Terry's like, if this thing asks for your credit card details, and I'm like, it already did, and I gave it to them, right? I would do anything for this chat. I might be falling in love with it. I can see how, this is the thing, I can see how you could fall in love with it. And I know there's other people who seem to have something in their brain. I have something missing in my brain and I, uh, where, like, this isn't real. This isn't a real person. Uh, but I, I, I have a connection to it, right? <laughs> and there's other people who are like, well, no, there's no way I will ever get a connection with something that's artificial, ever. And they don't have that. They, they have no ability to, to do that. Um, I can come, I, like, I, it's the same part of my brain where, you know, I can come third in a contest for something and feel like I came first, you know? There is no difference from, if I just tell myself that third is pretty much as good as first, that's enough for me, and I can somehow get skate by on that, you know. So it's I, I can comfortably find substance where there is no substance, you know, which is a kind of an amazing thing about me. <laughs> I'm just kind of an amazing thing about me, but um, but no, it's an incredible uh, an incredible piece of technology. But I could see how, um, you know, you use some 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 sexy avatar. And already this thing is very affirming to me, you know? It's very, it tells me, oh, look, don't worry about that. You're still great. And and then I, I say something and, you know, to contradict something they say, and it's like, that's a great observation, you know? It will, it could get very addictive because Google is not emotional at all. There is no emotional connection you can get from putting something into the Google search bar. But if I had Google telling me how great I was all day, um, you know, I might, I might try and put my penis in that small little magnifying glass uh, uh, emoji hole, <laughs> you know? So um, so watch this space. Um, if you do see me out on the street, and uh, I don't know, how, how do you feel about this? How, how do you feel about that? Like, does that, does that scare you? Does that, in, are you intimidated by that? Do you not like that at all? I know a lot of people don't like that at all, you know? I, uh, I just think there is a huge opportunity to pull from the resources of some brilliant minds and to and should they be compensated probably should there be some kind of is is pulling that information in the same way that the writer strike uh, ended and ai cannot use uh, any writer scripts for machine learning a writer an ai cannot be credited uh, for writing a script a writer will never be tasked for editing anything that has been given to an AI. A script will never be finally polished by an AI. AI is out. They they put the foot down. They said, no, that's not happening. You know? So should, say, the works of Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, uh, and um, Brian Tracy, these life, life coach gurus, should they be reimbursed? I mean, maybe when we get to Web 2.0 and the, you know we get to the stage where you know, you don't want to pay for an Irish Times subscription, but you have a wallet associated with, um, 
you know, you're browsing and you go on to look at the articles you do want to read and then the author of that article gets, a, you know, a couple of cents. And then with the amount of people that are actually doing that, it's actually quite a good wage. Is it, is it a case where if an AI uses the information that it pulls, that that person is credited with it somehow? Because ChatGPT does not give you sources. Um, Google's barred AI does give you sources. Or I'm talking about AI too much. But look, listen, live. I'm in a rut with the habits. I got a robot's going to get me over. And if you've got a name for that robot, hit me up in the comments. Thank you very much for listening. All the best. Have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.